Welcome to the Business Power Hour with Lisa and the Music Man. Live from Studio C at media stations in Bohemia, New York. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Business Pal Hour with uh, Lisa Rodino, and I am Norman Wasserman, also called the Music Man. And good evening, everybody, and hello, Lisa. Hello, Norman, and hello, everyone. And of course, you're the Music Man. That's what I, I we know you as. That's I, I never gave myself that name. Uh, I guess I kind of inherited it from all the music work that I do. Um, but you deserve that title. But I guess you I do. are the man. And where in the country? The where in the country are you tonight? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina this week. And what are we doing in Charlotte, North Carolina? We're going to be near Charlotte with on uh, October 14th doing a concert uh, for Lori, as a matter of fact. Very nice. So what are you doing down we, in Charlotte? We have a young man that um, is getting married over the weekend down in the Charleston, South Carolina area, but we figured we'd stop in and visit our daughter that's still here uh, for a little bit before we head down for the next wedding. That's good. That's good stuff. Yes. And I'm, yeah. I'm very, you know, you talk about Charlotte and down, you know, down south and the beautiful weather and yada, yada. And uh, our guest tonight, uh, tonight, Chris Glatz, also has that beautiful weather and uh -huh. it's really nice and and. Chris, come on and line and say hello to everybody. Good evening, folks. How is everybody? Happy Tuesday from sunny southeast Florida. Yes, oh. it's great weather in the evening, but it's starting to get a little warm out there for the lightweights. I hate you. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. But, I, 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 but you have the rain showers that are going to cool everything off for the evening. I remember that growing up. I, I the time it feels like with 108 degrees outside. I yeah. love, love Florida. I don't care how hot it is. That's why they make air conditioning. <laughs> but uh, I just love the palm trees and it's, I have never been really in a, even the bad areas aren't bad areas as far as I'm concerned. I just love Florida. So I'm jealous of you, Mr. Glatz. And uh, Chris, you own a company called United Employee Service Services. That's kind of like a generic name. Can you explain to everybody what that really means? Well, actually, I think it's pretty fitting based on the service that it provides. And United Employee Services brings together the multiple, uh, reunites, I should say, all the different silos of the different puppet strings or vendors, services you need to have maintained employees, whether it be payroll benefits or comp insurance, we bring that all to one roof. And by pooling those purchasing powers, we're able to give them some great economies of scale, lower their operating costs, and most importantly, get them focused on taking care of their clients. All right, so let's go back in your history a little bit, Chris. Um, when you started out in the business world, uh, were you doing the same thing or were you doing something else? Tell everybody. Uh, um, I actually started out, uh, out uh, doing boat shows a, a while back. It was my first full-time sales job and uh, wound up in the service before I came back out, had a small stint with the Dolphins and then discovered what I do now. Although I did take an 11-year break and have my own business with my uh, uh, ex-wife and stuff for a while. So Are you I've had an ex-wife too? Yes, I do. I, I got one of those also, but I am. I have to say, I'm I'm happily remarried another twenty three years. So, well, not going to. That's what I'm definitely looking forward to. Good stuff. Well, good stuff for you too. I've been married thirty five years. Back in May, and it was my first round. <laughs> was it? It wasn't the twenty fourth of May, was it? And it was the twenty sixth of May. We've been married thirty five years. Well, congratulations wow. to you. Good stuff. Thank you. 
my former anniversary date was to be on 24th. Ah, okay. All right. So let's go back to um, your, yeah, first your story. And how, how did you end up where you are now? Uh, well, I guess the best way to say it is after I got back from the service, um, being in the Army, and I served in the 90s, um, I wound up working for a small company called Vincam Human Resources, uh, operated by what they consider to be the father of our industry, the professional core organization. That company was bought by ADP, turned into ADP Total Source. I rised up through the ranks, was doing very well, and then the real estate market boomed, and then I got a bug and we bought a business. Ah, what was that? Uh, we bought a preschool, and uh, I've been involved and worked uh, uh, helping operate charter schools in uh, 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 the Florida region. So we did very, very well. Fortunately, with the business, it was very wrapped up between us. So like everything else, we got dismantled during divorce. And prior to being in the preschool business, I was doing this and went right back to what I consider my first love, as well as using a company like this in my own business. At one point, it was four schools, 63 employees. Wow. So you deal primarily with small businesses or do you handle medium to large size businesses as well? Uh, small businesses. And that's a really good question because there's a lot of definitions out there, especially if you follow the SBA. Right. Um, companies like myself or uh, our industry, our average size clients, about 26 employees. I like working with companies between five and 75 is where I find we have the most value, able to have the best impact and help owners accomplish their goals. And now do you help the owners stay on course with taking care of all of their benefits and coverage for their employees? So you yes, manage all of that. Yes, as well as provide some human resource support. The, probably the, the, the hardest thing to put a price tag on, if you will, the hardest benefit, if you will, um, is that we give small companies the same look, feel, and capabilities as a large corporation. So as far as retaining employees, being able to provide the best benefits at effective rates that allows them to stay as a competitive employer is what we ultimately do, as well as providing the compliance and support of building a little wall around them so they have a little less bullseye on their back, have a little less risk to worry about, and a lot more time to take care of their business. Our so, job is taking care of their employees. Their job is taking care of their customers. So are you, a, are you a PEO <laughs> provider? Yes, we are. Okay. But we don't pigeonhole ourselves. You know, through companies like us, we're really HR outsourcing solutions provider. Because okay. if the PEO relationship doesn't work for one reason or another, we're still mm -hmm. able to provide the impact of being able to manage benefits, provide the HR support, handbooks, job costs, assistance in hiring, handling tough terminations, everything that usually with one right. unfortunate lawsuit could bring a small business down to one and done. Right. So when you, uh, what do you mean by the four cornerstones of payroll? I never heard that term before. Uh, that's, uh, well, I said the four cornerstones of really the uh, HR or employees, and that's payroll, workers' comp benefits, and then human resources. And what that means is for a 25-employee company, they're COVID responsibilities. During this past pandemic and the reaction from our folks in Washington, and helping to make some changes, there was actually a very vital change to COBRA a lot of people didn't catch which meant that during the pandemic, if they involuntarily separated, think of layoff, you now pay their entire COBRA bill for X number of years. And that includes coverage where it's not required before, where it's up to the employee to do so. So having a company like us, first off, helps us to make sure that we're not accidentally involuntarily separating somebody or coming to a reasonable separation agreement that helps to control the costs. 
what type do you specialize in any particular industry or does is any give us your criteria of what a client should be um well we really don't have a particular industry from a workers comp standpoint we stay away from certain risky industries although in our relationship if we can't handle the comp we leave it in place our focus is always hr benefits administration employee support and saving of the time so from a business standpoint, anybody with more than five employees that are, have group benefits should be reaching out to a local PEO because they're in an age-rated plan with unpredictable costs based on the age where they get hired. But in our world, working with United Employee Services, they get a group rate. It's, it's, it's a group rate. It's not age-banded. It's predictable, and you're able to better manage your long-term costs by knowing exactly what's going to cost you per acquisition versus the 21-year-old or, or 41-year-old in insurance costs. And where do you provide your services? Are you nationwide? Uh, well, the PEO industry is nationwide. We particularly operate in the Southeast United States, but there are companies, and I've got contacts in the years all over the United States. We can operate anywhere. We generally stay away from the West Coast just because we haven't grown there yet, and we like our customer service to be really, really good. So unless we've got people living out there, I don't see us out there just yet. Southeast United States up the Eastern Seaboard, definitely give us a call. Question: okay. you, know, we all be- you, Lisa, and myself belong to the same one of the networking groups we belong to is NRG. Uh, while at NRG, have you met Katie Corum? No, I haven't. Okay, so tomorrow uh, you and I are going to hook up, and I'm going to Katie's in Florida, and she's involved with human resources, and she's involved in benefits, and she she's like a HR person. She is definitely oh, wow. somebody that I think that you should hook up with. And so um, we're going to be in touch tomorrow, and I'm going to give you uh, her phone number and contact information. Perfect. I appreciate that. All right. Yes, she was one of our recent guests. Do you do, so any, do, you do any staffing? Do you work um, with companies? There's a reason why I'm asking. No, go ahead. I was asked uh, years ago, I was in the staffing business. I was in the staffing business for a really long time. And when I left it, uh, I was asked to come join a PEO in New Jersey, and I traveled there about twice a month, and I was taking them from being a PEO to a regular staffing firm. That, uh, that's they're basically, I, they're going into the full-time position fulfillment versus correct. being the outsourced HR department. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do things okay. like that or get involved with companies uh, that like to no, do that? Do not. No. That's, and staffing is a completely different world um, and requires a different skill set, better technology. Some companies have gone that route, but no. But interesting. You know, we, we teach you how to hire. We train managers how to interview. Um, we even tell you what we think of them. But, you know, you can't call us up and say, please give me a brand new you know, bookkeeper for two weeks at X number rate. Got it. It was interesting because I, after I was there for a couple of months, so we got a visitor from the FBI. It's oh. and, and, and it's really seemed, yeah, it's true story, and it seems like this particular individual, you know, you're a PEO, all right. Well, sure. so you you're supposed to be paying the the taxes and the the salaries and yada yeah. yada, and for some reason, some money had disappeared. So they gave me a little interview, even though I wasn't an employee of theirs. I was just doing something different. I was a consultant. And uh, that was my last day. I mean, I said goodbye to, to, that, to that particular person. You know, yeah. you, you, you brought up something very interesting with that, uh, that little story, and that is that a PEO, the good ones, especially like us, 
Um, we are contractually obligated by our clients to handle all payroll liability. Right. So one of the uh, um, harder to appreciate until, you know, what hits the uh, a fan is that we take on liability ourselves. In other words, if it's a mistake, it's our dollar, not yours. It's not like a payroll company that you're paying a software fee for and hope they do it well. Our skin is in the game. And owning my first business, the best book I ever read, and I remember the first chapter talking about partnering with an expert versus hiring one. And that's why, you know, we believe in having that partnership and having some type of skin in the game where our bottom line is just as tight as theirs. Is, is there a, a, a reason why you chose this business, after, you know, instead of anything else out there? What made you go to it, to, to the payroll world, PEO world? I think I got there by happenstance. I started uh, when I when I got out of the service after my stint with the Dolphins, you know, working at the stadium. Uh, went into sales, which was, you know, what my family's done, my uncle, my, you know, father. It's kind of a, you know, tradition. I uh, started selling color copiers, believe it or not, and very complex, very kind of tricky, but not enough kind of action. And somebody tripped over and made me a job offer, and I just seemed to click and like it. And there are so many different areas that we can impact that just one or two little areas can justify the entire service. And then all the additional bang for the buck, the more value they get. So we really, really push hard about making sure we give a lot more than we get. You know, so it's that's it's your passion is serving those business owners. Yes. You know, nice. I, I, I like to say that I'm like everybody else out there. I mean, we all believe in what we believe, but this follows people home at night, especially the young companies. Um, I'm working with a company that uh, 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 we should hopefully get the, the final okay this week, but they're offering benefits the first time, and they're trying to understand what a good contribution plan is. And versus just a typical company that comes in, there's a sales guy, there it is, see you later, bye-bye. I'm helping understand that they need to spend more money on the ancillary benefits, how to do a tenure-based contribution program, all designed to keep employees for the long term, and how that could better manage their costs, and it's a lot smarter and more appreciated than going dollar for dollar with competitors on salary. Right. You don't want the big turnover that goes on without any benefits for most businesses these days. When you say, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, it, every state has a standard employment tax and it stops in a particular dollar amount. I've actually worked with clients that were paying state unemployment tax on their entire payroll because they were turning employees over before they capped in certain positions. And the city savings alone for one twenty-five ad company was sixteen thousand dollars before we even got the savings on the benefits, just because of controlling turnover and help making better hiring decisions in the long term. What did nice. you do for the Dolphins? Um, I worked for uh, well, at the time Pro Player Stadium, a restaurant vendor called Levy Restaurants. We had the suites and the two hundred section. So in other words, all the mm -hmm. fancy food and all that stuff. It was our job. I got hired to play in the warehouse right out of the service got promoted to purchasing manager, and then realized that if I'm going to work 16-hour days, I want the fun equipment I had in the service. So if I don't get to go fly away and do something fun on my Blackhawk, I want a little bit more of a white collar, some evenings home, and my weekends to myself. You know, it's interesting nice. that you say that because we have a, a little bit in common with that because I worked uh, for the Giants and the Yankees. You know, back in oh. the day, I was, um, uh, which I can tell some very, very interesting stories, but we don't have, have time for that. But I was a, a vendor and I worked behind a counter. I was very, very young, but I had a, a, met a lot of great people, you know. So I just, uh, when I picked up on the Dolphins, I was curious to know what exactly. And I was young, much younger than when you got started to it. You were also in the service for a while, right? Yes, yes, I was. Um, nope. My job with the Dolphins is actually pretty cool in the aspect, I, aside from filling all the orders and sending food upstairs, 
game day, I iced the sidelines and lockers. So I had a sideline and a locker room pass for her. That's what everybody else did. So me and one guy got to go in and do that. Uh, and yes, uh, I did wind up going in the Army. It was kind of a John Wayne complex, about 23 years old. And, and it was still one of the single best experiences of my life. And I heard about a helicopter here and there. Now, were you flying the helicopter or were you a passenger? I was what's called a crew chief, basically flying wrench monkey. And in the Army, you're basically fixing for a while, and then after a long while, you wind up getting a crew. Um, I enlisted during the first Desert Storm. Unfortunately, I got sent to Panama, where within my first two weeks, I flew a medevac mission, and over the course of 300 missions, I'm sorry, 259 medevac missions in less than three years, I actually delivered two babies. And my helicopter, we named the Stork. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. (laughs) How long were you in the service for? Um, I did six years. Very nice. I actually know a helicopter pilot based out of uh, Long Island, New York. He flies all the cameramen around when they're filming for movies and stuff. It was my son's mentor. So he's he's been in that helicopter as have I. No, I was kind of high school, but not my uh, uh, my now ex-wife, and it was kind of a choice, you know, where the, what I was doing at that point. I was uh, lucky enough to be selected in a special ops unit, so I didn't want her put through it. But there's nothing better in the world than a helicopter, and they're the toughest pilots and crew in the world because we don't have the speed to run from a fight. No, you don't. One, we finish it. Yeah. As I like to say. That's for sure. And there are some really, you know, when, when you watch some of these uh, army stories and these war stories and movies and whatever, you see some of these helicopters. It, it, it's not your standard old-fashioned helicopter anymore. No. These things are like rocket ships. Yes, and, and, and um, I actually served with the 160th. Uh, they were memorialized first in the movie Black Hawk Down. Most recently flew the Bin Laden hit, the other things. So, yeah. Um, that, that was a whole completely different world from flying to, uh, medevac birds, but you're right. I mean, my helicopter weighed 23,000 pounds and, um, well, I mean, it could almost climb by itself. So it's uh, definitely not the days of, uh, Korea with the rotary, uh, controlled really birds. In your particular yeah. helicopter, when, when it's fully loaded, in other words, in regards to gasoline, fuel, whatever, how many miles can you go in, in your the helicopter that you had? Um, in Panama, we were able to uh, pretty much hit nearly six, almost five, six hours worth of travel, and that's because of exterior full, uh, fuel tanks. When we got into special operations, we had extra tanks inside, so we had probably about four hours, but then we found mid-air refuel probes, and the longest flight I ever did was 17 without landing. That's wow. So we can stay, keep them in the air for three, four hours, and of course, you know, nice thing about the Army is we can build a gas station anywhere we want. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm, uh, I'm looking... One helicopter, pump two hoses, and that's, that's what's called a park. Now, you've been... Field in, area you, refueling platform. You've been in the PEO business now for how many years? I have been doing this off and on for probably about 14 years right now. Okay. I did it for 11 for a large company and then used them in my businesses and then came back because it was such a natural fit. In the 14 years that you've been doing this, tell us a couple of interesting stories that you've had with clients, certain things, whatever you think would be interesting. Tell it to the audience. Let's figure this yeah. out. Keep the names out, but share. I think of this one particular uh, uh, story, and I don't know if it's right, but it's probably the best example. Um, I like, first off, whenever I get involved with something, I need to understand it. So I spent at HR and worked with the HR team to understand what we did when there was a problem. I was very active in that and wanting to learn. But um, 
probably one of the most interesting client issues is um, the unfortunate discovery of an affair going on between a um, uh, one of the VP's wife and another employee there that happened to be the female receptionist that blew up on email to the company. That was a very, very tricky investigation. So um, other interesting stories I must have to say is I think some of the best one is during a couple of issues with the hurricanes. In these past years or other technology problems, we were able to drive paychecks all over the state. You know, somebody has an issue, we're able to deliver a paycheck if we need to. So those are the fun yes. ones. All right. Well, and going... what's the best way? Oops, sorry, Norman. No, go ahead, John. Was just exactly what I was going to do. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to ask, what's the best way for someone to reach you? What's the best number to use? Uh, best number is seven seven two eight two eight six zero seven eight. Myself, if you're thinking about or having questions about a benefit, and it happens to be a Saturday afternoon, dial seven seven two eight two eight six zero seven eight, and I'll pick up. I still have the work ethic of whenever you're working, I'm working. Awesome. That's why I started conversation. Lisa, okay. Lisa, what I would like you to do, and let, let's see if we can do this. Um, explain to Chris what your company does, because there is definitely major segue. Synergies, be, yeah. Synergy between you, your business, and Chris's business. And I think mm -hmm. if you tell him what it is that you're doing, he's going to respond to it. And we're going to create uh, you know, a little relationship over here. Absolutely. So, Chris, I am, as you heard earlier, an alternative lender, but I'm not limited to just funding. I help businesses build their business credit, separate their personal and business credit, get them affordable lines of credit with one of the products that we have. And we also teach the business owner how to manage their separated accounts so that they are not utilizing their personal credit when they're maturing their business credit. That's one piece and one provider I work with. I also do commercial lending for commercial buildings, uh, real estate investment, and those kinds of collateralized products. But I'm currently also working in the employee retention tax credit space. This is where so, the two of you should be really yep. knocking it. Yeah, because my team will do as small as one full-time employee, so long as it's not a family member of the owner, to up to the 499 employees. And there are many tax professionals that are unaware of all the options that are available to these business owners that make them eligible. I helped one gentleman this week that owns a hotel on the beach up in the state of Maine, and... He, his tax advisor told him he's, he shouldn't waste his time. He's not eligible. We got him over $80,000. Oh, how much? 80000 That's not terrible. Well, his, his tax advisor say that because, like many others, they're misinformed that if they had PPP funds, that they're not eligible for the ERC when actually with a demonstrative example of how it was disrupted, how the business was disrupted during the pandemic, they're able to get it. Is that, yes. Does that fall in that kind of category? Um, that was one of the conversations, but PPP is, you can have both PPP and ERC. That ruling was amended so that businesses were not getting enough with the PPP monies. They are still eligible for the ERC, and I am happy to you know, work with anyone with this because even the guy with one full-time employee, we took care of someone with that. They got a nice little uh, deposit coming up in the next few months. We got them 
a substantial amount over the 26,000 because our folks are doing the non-refundables as well as the actual return that's due to them. I so, need to pick my current clients. I need to do another circle since the first round and double check. But that's good. And I like the fact that you provide the more broader service as far as the credit standpoint. I mean, knock on wood, my, uh, I own my real estate and, and actually built a commercial building for the charter schools that I managed. I took on that responsibility. And I did not have the business credit consultant, so everything was under my signature. And oh, cross-collateralized, as you could possibly know. Knock on wood, everything worked fine until you had a personal divorce. But um, right. that is a very, very important tool. And it's something I bring to the clients, too. ERC, yes. I'm a big proponent, which is why I ask, because of how many people have that mistake. And then I also like to take one step further. It may not be in my wheelhouse, per se, in payroll, whatnot, but I'm trying to get people to realize the value of worker opportunity tax credits and other tax incentives for their employers related either to who they hire or what they spend on benefits, like the 105 program, where they can get a, employees can get a discount or get money to purchase some ancillary benefits, and the employer gets to write off the purchases off their uh, uh, payroll taxes. So they lower their taxable responsibility, much like the 125 plan. I just probably got too nerdy there. No, that was great information. And I think our audience will love learning how passionate you are about what you offer. That was great. And what I want you to do before we take it, um, it's halftime. So before we get to halftime, tell everybody again how they can get in touch with you. Um, best phone number to reach me is at 772-828-6078. Again, 772-828-6078. All right. We thank, thank you for that. And we're going to take a short break now, so like Lisa says, so we can pay the bills. Yep. All right. So stay tuned. We'll be back to you in about two or three minutes. Hold on, everybody. Hi, everybody. My name is Norman Wasserman, and next to me is Lisa Redino. Lisa and I host a TV podcast show called The Business Power Hour with Lisa and the Music Man. So what does the Business Power Hour do? We are here to talk about you and your business. We will put you on air for one hour to highlight your business in front of thousands of viewers worldwide, helping you generate more leads to grow your business. And we do this every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right, right here. here. What are you doing? I'm keeping you on point. My name is Lisa Rodina. I am a commercial loan advisor and broker. Have you been finding that your business's cash flow is not where you need it to be? Have you found yourself taking from your personal accounts to meet your business's obligations? Have you found that those quick solutions of quick money are starting to get awfully expensive? My job is to find the right funding products for my clients so they can get back to working in their business and give me the task of finding the best options for their situation. Give us a call today to learn more. 516-268-0350. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Friend Entertainment USA. My name is Norman Wasserman. I am also known as the Music Man. Let me just tell you a little bit about Friend Entertainment. We put on concerts for charities. And we do that everywhere from New York to Las Vegas. We do R&B, Motown, rock and roll, jazz, whatever it is that you wish, Friend Entertainment will deliver the best of the best for you and your charity. Here are some of the names of the talent that have performed with us on our stage. Stevie Wonder, Tina Turner, 
The Temptations, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the one and only ELO, Elton John himself, Cool in the Gang, and the fabulous Donna Summer. Go to our website, friendentusa.com. That's www.friendentusa.com. Or feel free to call us at 631-698-9696. 631-698-9696. And we'll see you at the next show. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Nice to uh, have you with us tonight uh, with our guest, Chris Glantz. Glantz and uh, let me put it out there. 631-987-8477 is our call-in number if anyone would like to call in and ask Chris <coughs> excuse me, a question. Uh, 631-987-8477. Um, Chris, we're going to ask you some questions now. First of all, the relationship I think that I created between the two of you, I, I want I want a finder's fee. Oh. All right, so let, let's just dis- discuss that because there's no way when that you, you... Come down, when you come down to Florida, I'll take it for stone crabs. You got it. Oh, you know, oh, okay. here's, this, here's an interesting... My, my grandfather used to be the head waiter there. Really? Joe? Yeah, Joe's, Joe Stonecrab. Talk about some stories. I mean, I've been in there enough times to see a oh, whole... Uh, I have a few stories just watching the sidelines. That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, it was when I used to go down to visit him, um, he used to, you know, he was working there. My grandmother would take us, you know, for dinner there. And it, it was, it was that my, I had my first crab there. The place was insane. Just, just, just great. Just it was like five years ago when I finally learned how to open one properly. Properly. Oh, you mean there's a technique oh, like oh, the lobster? Oh, there's a trick. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, lobsters are easy. This thing, I mean, I broke it up in pieces. It was like one little crab strand at a time. It wasn't for <laughs> You know, people around me, that would have been it. But, yeah, no, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's an art form. Like yeah, Joe, Joe's is very famous restaurant, you know, especially if you're oh, a, a little bit older like me, you would know about it. When you're young like Lisa, they don't, she doesn't know. She has no clue. She has you know what? My 24-year-old daughter knows what it is. And, you know, you hang out there long enough, you're still going to see famous people. Well, she, she had a dad used to go there, so that's why she knows. Lisa, trust trust Chris and me. The next okay. time you get down to Florida, and you got to make a reservation well in advance. You can't okay. call up the same day and, and, and get in there. So set it up and take you and your family there or you and your husband. You'll have a great time. Speaking okay. of which, let's have a, a, some more great time on the show tonight. Yes. Uh, I, uh, Lisa and I have compiled a couple of questions that we would like to ask you. And I yeah. want you to take your time, answer these questions. Uh, because we may get some phone calls off the answers that you go and get. Let's hope for that. Let's start mm-hmm. off with um, how do you help companies save time and money? Be spe- specific on how you do this. Um, we take on the actual task of all the onboarding work, whether that be through technology or the ones entering them into the system. We are the ones that roll out and introduce their benefits, even working for them. We're the ones that help them go through the application process. Another great example, most people, and I mentioned it with turnover, if there's an issue with state unemployment, we're the ones that show up and actually have the conversations, work the hearings. We want them focused on something else. So literally, it's the true non-revenue producing, non-revenue generating admin tasks that go along with those four pillars I talked about. So you are having the business outsource their HR department in full where you're taking it, you're protecting them and you have taken on that task and you're carrying the water for them. 
we are taking on, yes, the administrative tasks. You mentioned the HR department. We actually, some of the clients that I have, have HR people with 50, 70 employees. And we're even more effective when you have a dedicated HR pro professional working to focus on the revenue generating tasks. Back in the old days, personnel directors were a cost on the balance sheet. Nowadays, they have a revenue responsibility. They have a profit responsibility. Large companies, as we all know and love, especially the big banks and all those like the traders that do nothing but make money, they put this out there and spend this for a very good reason because how much it returns on investment, which is what we try to help customers see as well. Hopefully, this I didn't get too far off the question and I answered Norm's okay. This is one of the reasons why I'm going to have Katie Corum. Uh, I'm going to give her your number and you need to speak with her because that's another relationship that I got for you. <laughs> you got it, Norm. You are the connector this I evening. I am the connector. I am yeah, making it Yeah, not happen. only the music man. I am the connecting music man. Whatever, whatever the hell that means. Now, will be two, uh, two Joe Stone Crab dinners. I'm there so, you go. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. He I wants me to come. Two connections, two stone crab dinners. You can give yourself or right. maybe we can fill. Maybe we can fill the place up. How, now, this question, I think you <laughs> a, you answered before, but, but we'll, let's go through it again. Yeah, go ahead, Lisa. Ask him the question. How many employees must a company have to use your service? I have clients that started with two employees. There are some in the industry that will not go near companies with either less than five, 10, typically it's 20 to really get the true value. However, when you sit and break down and think about every small business we go into every day, as a small business operator, I love to talk about that tax game about how much I pay because I own my real estate and I pay 11%. Loved it on income. Um, but those small businesses are really generated by the people with less than thousands of employees. It's the ones with five, 10, 20, 30. Think about every office, every strip mall you walk into, every office building, how many doctor's offices. They're all 20, 30 employees. So the answer is there's no company too small for it. For us, we actually work with companies at five and able to provide health care benefits, where most everybody else won't touch them until 20. Not knocking the industry. We just focus on where the heartbeat the of our economy comes from, I think. Right. The underserved communities that are much smaller than what the big boys want to look at. Absolutely. And that's why I like to partner with brokers, especially the healthcare side. Five, six employees, they're age rated. Who's going to take it? Don't get me wrong. There are good brokers out there. But let us put a composite rate in there. Let's make it more affordable. Let us do the enrollment for you. And you've just now added that value to your wheelhouse. And then we get to help take care of employees. And then in our world, it's about retention. Nice. Very nice. And I think is at nine years. We have a very, very high client satisfaction rate because we believe in being able to pick up the phone and talk to them. You know, nice. there, there are certain times during the year where people can get Medicare or Medicaid, and there are certain times you can enroll for it and certain times that, that you can't. Can the people that you are in a different PEO, can they can they switch to your company anytime to do that, or do they have to wait uh, for their current benefits to renew? When can they get to you? They can get any time, and that's actually a phenomenal question that I need to make, uh, make sure I alert folks uh, as well. Some people are under the misnomer or the myth that if you have your own benefit plans, you can't start with the PEO until your benefit year comes to an end, or what we all know is open enrollment begins. That's mm -hmm. absolutely not true not true for comp or anything else. They can start the savings. They can start the benefit immediately. They don't have to wait for a particular time of year. 
Very nice. And so it could be. Go ahead. Right. No, continue. On the flip side, is when we're looking at companies where we want to be able to save some benefits, now we're also adding 20 new benefits to their package that they didn't have before. So when those companies, and I mentioned before about this, the same look and feel of large companies, now when those employees are looking at another AC company, which is very popular down here um, in Florida, as you can imagine, if they're looking at another AC company job offer, now they're asking, do they have dental, the vision, long-term short? Do they give a little long-term and a little life insurance to me just for working here, whether I take health care or not? Those type of things help you retain employees. That's HR, and that's why I can't wait to talk to that person about it. When a so you're... Oh, sorry. You're no, bringing no, okay. a whole okay. new light to that blue collar trade being with the HVAC people, the even the lawn care or pool service and things like that. Especially, well, the HVAC in particular down here because it's a technical skill. Any company benefits from this, um, but having competitive benefits is your identity to your employees. What's the first thing they're going to see? How does that work in the enrollment process? What is your welcome to? Uh, uh, Rodina and Associates or United Employee Services. Well, here's a healthcare plan. You get this. One of my favorites to talk about, and, and it's been coined by someone else that works here, if he ever gets to see this. Um, companies pay 100% of the benefits. Think about that. They pay 100%. They may pay half of the benefits out of their pocket, but they're still paying their employee to pay the other half. Working with a company like us and taking human resource from the personnel director that processes paperwork and talks to hop out to strategically keep turnover to lower tax responsibilities, show them how they're able to show the employee a more competitive employment package without going dollar for dollar and saving money on FICA, that's human resources. That's your partner in employment. Very nice. I felt like so, I was a little bit on a, a pulpit right there. Sorry. Let's go on the <laughs> basis that... Um, Somebody gives you a call, a new client you get recommended to. How do they become a client of yours? What do you ask from them? What do you uh, sit down and, and ask them to show you? What papers do they need to bring? Tell us the procedure that it is when, you, okay. when you're going to sign up or discuss signing up a new client. Um, it basically starts with a complete analysis and an easy way to look at it would be the employment process. Tell me what happens from the date you put an ad in the paper. Who does this? How does that work? And then as we talk about those different steps, what I like to say is the vital statistics. Like going to the doctor for the first time, you know, we need to find out some basic things. And then as I go through the areas, I start to go a little bit further and ask them how that's impacting them and where it rates. A lot of questions about benefits. Companies like us all the time talk about the Fortune 500 caliber benefit package. Well, that's because it needs to be more than just health care or an IRA and a health care plan. Did that come close to the question? Because I'm starting to feel like I was getting someplace, like a little bit off into my own. No, this was good information. And um... anyway, continue. So the documents we start to look at is I start to take a look at what their current workers' comp cost is. I analyze their benefits. And with that, just not understanding what their cost is, what their contribution is. But then I take it to the database that I've built on my own, as well as resources being with full-time HR, and help understand where that is in the marketplace. Every client I get to talk to a company, I like to find out what they do from benefits just to store it so that I'm able to be more informed for the next person that needs to talk about it with me. Are you able to tell this potential client roughly the amount of savings that you can offer them and the additional benefits you can give them? Not on the first meeting, no. Um, well, that's technically not correct. 
Um, if they're with an existing PEL, I can usually shut right off the bat and understand if right. there's going to be some cost I'm able to save in the service. The benefits piece, we need to get into underwriting and analyze it just like they would on the open market. But remember this, uh, we're shopping benefits with 10, 12, 15, our client lives versus an individual plan. So that we're able to get a little bit better discounts for the rates and that helps absorb the cost. And in a lot of cases, companies wind up saving money and then adding everything we bring to the table. How many employees do you have? Um, our current company, United Employees, well, you know, let's back up there. This is an interesting little story because it started in Troy, New York, as a payroll pri uh, provider by a local person just wanted to support the local community. It's turned into four different companies. So we are responsible for paying, supporting, and giving the HR to over 12,000 worksite employees. We do this through our own company as well as we're the hired guns for another PEO. We do the back of the house for them. So together, we have that kind of purchasing power. Very nice. So hopefully that came out of organized property. So all in total, between the clients that help we, we work with and ourselves, we're 12,000 worksite employees. And how many actual clients do you have that will say you visit or you walk in and out of your offices, yada, yada? Oh, I've got a couple of dozen clients over these last couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, the interesting part, of, and, and this, I'm glad you actually asked that, because if I send this to Karen, she'll get a kick out of her. Um, I have a very good friend that works for a local country club, uh, here in South Florida, that just happened to be the account I sold back in 2006. And they're still a client of ADP total source today. She was their HR manager. Then she, they got hired her internally, but yeah, ADP total source, I can be hired to say still has clients from my days back in 2005. So what type of businesses would benefit or should review your services? Anybody that has a benefits program and is looking to grow, if you're looking for specifics in the business, I'd say this. You have multiple locations throughout the state, or most importantly, you want to take advantage of the remote employee workforce and how to manage that, then you want a company like us because you don't have to open up and set an employment account. We're already there. You don't have to call your workers' comp guy, get a new endorsement on your policy. We're already there. I call it shake and bake for rapid growth. It's probably a good way of looking at it. Um, if you have a technical company, if you have employees that require benefits, if you are fighting for those highly skilled employees, then you should definitely talk with us. If you're less than 20 employees and offer health care and trying to do more, please pick up the phone and call your local PEO. Or call your CPA. He probably knows someone like me because that's, again, where you're going to wind up and save a lot. I mean, in most cases, we're able to save money one way or the other. And since you are a PEO and you just ask people to call their local PEO, how do they get in touch with you? Huh. 772-828-6078. Um, again, that number is 772-828-6078. When I said to a local PO, if it's not me, I just want them calling somebody. More, more companies in the PO industry, the better off we are. Uh, but we want them to call you. So that's why we put that up there continuously so you'll get some response from this. What type of business would you benefit, would benefit, or should review your service? Any particular kind? You know, a lot of different uh, uh, products are based on industry. We're not. I would say that a company uh, that benefits is somebody that is currently working with uh, uh, healthcare AFLAC. Maybe they start to offer dental and vision. Uh, a company that is looking to grow market share, and that's going to require the attraction and the retention of the very best employees. So let's go back to that identity you have or that introduction you have. Welcome to um, ABC Air Conditioning. I offer healthcare at 50% and you get an IRA. Welcome to Sharky's AC. 
and you now have full benefit package. You have long-term, short-term. We've got flexible spending. Oh, you've got a child in daycare? Perfect. We have a dependent daycare account. Take that tuition, tax deferred, put those few dollars back in your pocket, go home and have some ice cream. Those are the type of things that HR bring and having a dedicated company other than for higher payroll service that, you know, reacts where we proact. Very nice. Have you ever thought about uh, doing little seminars, you know, uh, half hour, 40 minute seminars to get the knowledge that you have into people that will hire your services? Because you're, uh, you're a really, well, think about it. Yeah. Because you happen to be a terrific speaker. You know you know your business. I and you're just, passionate. You're extremely passionate. You should probably speak a little bit slower because I had a hard time keeping up with you, but you, <laughs> you certainly got the word across. <laughs> but I knew that going in. There's a sign that says slow down. But, you know, the interesting thing is, although I do do a better job of slowing down on some particular point, you know, in the beginning, that's a little bit, but when I start to get into a topic and I want to make sure I get everything in there, you tend to rush. And also that I don't ever want my picture in the dictionary next to the word laconic. Now, Chris, we talked about PEO. Not everyone understands the letters PEO. Could you care, would you care to share that with the audience so that they understand exactly what a PEO is? A professional employer organization is a company that a client will contractually um, will hire and contractually ask them to use the PEO's federal ID number for the purposes of payroll and employing the employee for the purposes of payroll and benefits. It's a way to basically get an economies of scale purchasing power by using the same federal ID number. This is a fully recognized relationship by the IRS. Some people unmistakably know this as employee leasing. That's not true. You don't give up control. How much more control do you have that when it's not your comp policy, you can't get dinged for payroll, and the PEOs out there going, if we don't have a policy in place to prevent you from getting dinged, we'll write the check for you. That's more control if you look at it from that particular perspective. Gotcha. So I think that so is a good thing. Number to basically take on that guess. Nice. So that's good for everyone to, I think, understand. Is there any- a, lot of people see this as a, a lot of people do see this as a loss. Um, we, I think nowadays more than ever since the pandemic, some of our what would be competitors on the healthcare side are starting to realize that a strategic relationship with us just helps them take care of their clients even better because we're able to help them continue the job. And in a lot of cases, uh, for some of the PEOs, they'll take on the benefits that happen for the broker. Now you have technology. Technology brings education. Education brings enrollment. Enrollment brings loss ratios down. Loss ratios keeps costs down. And there's going to end my geek bravado. <laughs> I think what, what you do is an extreme value to any small, medium-sized company. Um, to save money, to be fully covered, uh, to be protected – uh, which is what I believe you could say that you do to, to help these people financially and legally, you know, is, is a great, great tool. Is there any, like, I know we have a couple of, but you, you know, I, I have no more questions for you. You, you, you did such a good job. I'm like, I ran out of it, but we, <laughs> we still have about 10 minutes. If you'd like to use it, anything else you would like to address the audience and let them know? Um, 
Yes, they brought up a very good point. Why do this on your own when you can have some help? You know, we go to CPAs for taxes. We go to Liberty Tax if it's a simple one. Um, we go to CPAs like, you know, when you have your business with two or three, you've got PEOs to work. Why not go to an expert to handle some of these things that can actually cost you money? But most importantly, if you're able to save time and focus on your client, I don't, I, I don't see how this ever can be a bad thing, especially if you don't have as many things to worry about if you perceive that. Some companies like it simple. There's nothing wrong with that. This isn't a fit for everybody. But if you and, want to be in business 20 years from now and you want the best staff, sit down and consult with someone. Call me up and let's sit down and talk. If it's not with me, I promise you're going to walk away knowing something's going to make you a better employer. And what number would they call you at? That would be 772-828-6078. 772, again, 828-6078. So have you done studies of when an employer and, or a business takes on your services how much time do you free up for that employer? Well, that could vary depending on what's going on. But the rule of thumb, I say, is typically about 20% of the employer slash administrative staff time we're able to absorb on a weekly basis. So that's that much more time and effort that the staff of the facility could be putting back into their next client or their next sales call to make profit in their business. I don't want to sound bad, but when I had my preschools, the name of the game was getting our receivables in because it's week to week. Yep. Um, so the more time my AP person has to get collections versus enroll people in benefits, the happier I am. It's but you know what? You make me think of something, Lisa, when you ask about you know uh, uh, the impact. Some of the other benefits to being in a PEO, and this is according to a recent study, mm, recent three years ago, by NAPIO, our trade association, that companies that are with the PEO within their first year wind up doing far better than those in the same categories in the same industries that are not with PEOs. And we're talking about seeing things as much as a 14 to 15% grow in profit. We're able to shave as much as an 8% reduction in turnover and then a 70% reduction or, excuse me, 8% reduction in turnover and maybe a 20, 30% reduction in benefit costs. Plus one six three one two zero four four eight eight two. During the pandemic. I think we got a phone call. Let's see here. Hang on. Oh. But during the pandemic, how did your business owners fare? Uh, well, because of the type of companies we operate, they, they fared pretty well. Unlike other companies, uh, um, we did not take as much of a hit as far as I think fall off in payroll. Um, we immediately jumped in and did far more heavy lifting than the banks in getting PPP applications out. We immediately jumped on that. Here's something interesting, since we were talking about that, a little un unknown fact. But as an example of how we have as much to risk as the client, if there's a problem with the PPP, as, of course, there has been with everything else, you know, the bottom feeders are out the there. Fraud. Yep. If the client doesn't pay back, technically and legally speaking, we have to because it's our federal ID number. Now, I don't say that as a way of like scaring people away, but I think more as a way of saying we've got skin in the game and we've got just mm -hmm. as much as they can want to be there. Wow. You know, yeah. I always find that. Well, I, I learned that this past year. I found that out. I was like, it was one of my clients. I'm like, uh-oh. I have somebody uh, in my business to do all kinds of things. Uh, when I do a concert, I have lighting people. I have sound people. I have uh, marketing people, I have SEO people, yada, yada, because I don't want to do it. 
because I don't want to be out of the game. I want to be out there selling. I want to be marketing. I want to be drawing new business. Uh, and, and that's what you help your, your clients do. They don't have to worry about this stuff because, it, you know, it's in your hands. They just got to depend on you. It's same thing with Lisa. They depend on Lisa to achieve the goals that, that they have. And the fact of what you do is, is it's worth every penny. Every and penny. And you really see that in the second and third year. You know, it's something I, uh, most people don't know about our companies, but it could be a year or two before we start to come out. Where we, you know, we're past our break-even point now in the customer service model because, again, we like that retention. So we've got a lot more skin in the game than your average payroll company because we're there with you. Well, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't have any. You, you did such a good job. I'm, I'm speechless. And for me to be well, speechless, that's something. Yes, it is. But tell us a little bit about you and your family, and how did you land in Florida, where you are, and you know, just give us a little background. Um. Well, I was born in uh, on the south side of Chicago. I'll, uh, I'll post out there from Chi Town. Um, my more formative years was in Northern Jersey, where I basically went through middle school and high school. Um, beautiful town called Ringwood. Went to DePaul High School in Wayne, New Jersey, for anybody out there that's actually listening in that particular neck of the woods. Wound up in the service um, after a little stint and then came out when I had met this lovely lady that worked for my father. And after about a year, we told her we were kind of dating. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting married. And that was the decision to get out. Um, we have a son together. My uh, son, Bronson, and then not long after that came Madison. I bounced around the company with ADP. Corporate America was doing very well in sales. Went and fixed a broken sales region. Went and fixed a little something else. And then I had to come back to Florida because my wife, who, my ex-wife, uh, was born and raised in the Bahamas, didn't like snow in April in Michigan. So when an opportunity came back in the South Florida market, we came back. I like stuff on the side. And all of a sudden, I've got a preschool because my wife left corporate America we were doing well and found peace in a room full of two-year-olds, which in Florida means there are 11 of them. And they really are cool. I love to go and play with them. That was the best part of our school. You go play with the kids. I would leave. Teachers might get a little upset. But, um, yeah, that, that was the definition of peace and quiet. We wound up in there and it was doing well until unfortunately the other stuff happened. So, Wow. Very, 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 very special business. Got to work with a lot of unbelievable teachers. These are people that really touch the hearts. I mean, you know. Uh, for those that have kids out there in preschools, give everybody a hug because just think about, or in, even in the schools, just think about everything you hear your friends go through that finds its way in and out of the classroom every day. So give a hug yeah. and give me your support. Yeah, that's for sure. It's a big task. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show this evening. You really educated uh, myself. Uh, I'm sure Lisa. And me. Yeah, got some some education out of this. Our fans got some education out of this, and you got a couple of new leads already between Lisa and Katie. So that's gonna that's gonna happen for you. Worth every penny. So I yes, thank you is. very much. I'm I so, hope I get to come back. We'll, we'll we'll pick up where we left off. Oh, I I look forward to it. That'll be great. So you stay just where you are as we say goodnight. Don't go away. Don't ha don't hang up on us yet. Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know about you, but I I mean I knew a little bit about PEO. Okay, but I know good. a lot more about PEO right now. Yes, we, we definitely got a little more educated with the PEO. I, I know the term, but I know the general audience doesn't always know the term. Well, you should. Because there's, Go ahead. I was going to say there's small businesses out there that haven't dug in and looked into this yet. 
So well, hearing tonight, that term, they're going to do that. And hopefully the, the FBI won't walk into your uh, office as they did in, into mine. So, oh, wow. We're not talking to you. Not talking to you. You're not here. <laughs> You're not here. You're in the green room. Stay in the green room. <laughs> yes, I know. We don't like having visitors of the no, FBI no, no, no. come to the door. You know, I did a, a little small story. When I was in the headhunting business, I had a, a young man working for me who worked in a previous uh, work for another competitor. And we had hired him, and he'd been with us for about about a year or so. Um, and I get a message from the front desk. It says that uh, there are a couple of gentlemen out front to see you. I said, okay, tell me where they're from. So she comes, she finds out, and she comes in the back. She says, they're from the DEA. Oh, no. I said, the DEA. Okay, so I brought them into my office. It turned out that this particular individual was owed money by this other headhunting firm. And they never paid him. So he was writing on my letterhead, threatening notes to him. So, of course, that's why they came to see us, because it was on our letterhead that it was there. (sighs) Everything got worked out, thank God, and yada, yada. But, you know, you never know who's going to walk through your door, you know, and and, and try to spring something on you. But uh, it was really great having Chris Chris on the show tonight. And um, we thank him for being here. And hopefully he'll, he'll be joining us again. Uh, yeah, I look it. forward to it. All right. So it'll we, be nice. We want to say good night to all of you. We thank you very much for tuning in. Yep. And we will see you next Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. sharp at the Business Power Hour with the lovely Lisa. That's what we're going to do now. Lovely Lisa. No Redino, oh, just the lovely you. Lisa and the music man. And thank the you. music man. Thank you, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night now. The Business Power Hour with Lisa and the Music Man is sponsored by Media Stations. Create your own media and have your own station. To get started with your own content, call or text 516-448-2066. That's Media Stations in Bohemia, New York.